for years, our extraterrestrial visitors have uh, been uh, toying with military personnel across the world. Basically, um, a lot of people believe that they're just showing them what uh, they're capable of, like showing off. I, I don't know if I believe that. Um, and in particular, there's one thing that they these beings are able to do, and they could shut down our nuclear capabilities instantaneously whenever they want, apparently. And uh, I'm going to go over a couple of different articles here. There's one here from, from recently, actually. Um, uh, this is actually from October 21st. It was in the uh, New York Post. Um, a former Air Force chief claims he once saw UFO firing at nuke missiles launched from secret base. Um, and I'll read a little bit of this article. I will also leave the link there for you. Now, this has been reported before. I've heard about this. You know, this I've seen this guy. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into this here. A former Air Force chief claimed today how he saw a UFO firing four beams of light at a nuclear missile undergoing testing. Ex-United States Air Force First Lieutenant Robert Jacobs alleged a craft resembling a fly flying saucer circled the dummy warhead during a test flight in California in 1964. But despite his claims of what he saw, his former service, the former serviceman was ordered never to breathe a word of what he saw, a bombshell press conference heard. Along with other former American Air Force chiefs, Dr. Jacobs was giving evidence about how aliens tampered with weapons systems during tests during tests at nuclear bases and even shut down the and even shut the missiles down giving his testimony at the National Press Club in Washington DC he said I was part of a United States Air Force cover up it was shaped like a flying saucer and was firing a beam of light at our warhead on September 14, 1964 he was in charge of a 100 man unit Jacobs had been dispatched to the Big Sur in California to photograph with high-speed instrumentation an Atlas D missile launch from Vandenberg. This is because all three stages of the rocket's powered flight were to be observed, including the separation of a dummy warhead on the edge of space. But the next day, Dr. Jacobs, now a professor at Bradley University, said he was called into the office of Major Florence J. Mansman, with three people in grace, where three people in gray suits were standing, whom he later claimed were CIA. He said, Major Mansman said, Lieutenant, sit down and watch this. He turned the projector on, and the most amazing thing happened. Dr. Jacobs continued, We could see the bottom three stages of that rocket filling the frame from 160 miles away. It was amazing. The clarity was beautiful, and we watched it go through all three stages of powered flight. The nose cone opened up, and radar shaft aluminum foil spread out. We are testing to see if we could launch a nuclear warhead into orbit slightly above the nuclear shaft so the Russians would aim their anti-missile missiles at the shaft, and our little warhead would fly over and obliterate Moscow. That was the game we were playing. Horrifying to think about it in retrospect. But suddenly... From in the frame, he claimed they saw an object following the test missile, which was traveling at 8,000 miles per hour. <clears throat> the UFO was said to have homed in and fired four beams at the warhead. Dr. Jacobs said, then it flew out of the frame the same way it had come in. At that point, the warhead tumbled out of space. The light came on and Major Mansman and the two guys in gray suits looked at me and the Major said, were you guys screwing around up there? I said, no, sir. 
And he said, what was that? And I said, it looks to me like we have a UFO. But the baffled young lieutenant was ordered to belt up or else. Dr. Jacobs said, he escorted me to his door and said, I don't need to remind you of the seriousness of the security breach. I said, no, sir. But as I left, he leaned over to speak in my ear as if to say something the guys in the suits couldn't hear. He said, Lieutenant, if you were ever tortured in the future, somebody has you up against the wall and they're frying your privates with fire, you can tell them this. It was laser tracking. But we never had laser tracking in 1964. He added, what we are here today to tell you is this is a real event that is the most important event in the history of mankind we are not alone and i'll leave the link here uh it gets into this uh, robert solace but I'll, i'm going to talk about that in a in a <clears throat> in a and there's another article here from from over 10 years ago actually uh where he was talking about that it was uh, from cbs news from 2010 i will leave the link there for that too i i recommend reading both of these articles because it's very interesting and anyway uh this uh this goes to show you uh, that these things have the ability basically to prevent us from using our nuclear weapons you know they could just make them completely useless um you could look at that as a good thing or a bad thing or but what what's the what's what why are they doing it now a lot of people will say well well it's because they they're just trying to show us hey this is we we don't want you to do this and um you know you know we're just they're just trying to uh, illustrate to to us their power that hey you know you just so you know we're here and we could stop you from from using these things at any time we want they're, they're useless against us that that's one train of thought the other train of thought which i think is probably more prevalent is that they're, they're not concerned about what we think they're just I, I think that these things happened uh because they are just testing their own systems you know okay yeah, th this place has uh nuclear warheads and uh, we're, we're, let's let's test out our systems and make sure we could shut all this stuff down. And I think that's what happened in this other case, which we're going to talk about right now, uh, that happened in 1967. Anyway, here and here's the article uh, from CBS News from uh, September 2010. Ex-Air Force personnel, UFOs deactivated nukes. Whatever the mysterious lights in the sky were, they seem to have an interest in our nukes. Uh, one of the more out-of-the-ordinary press conferences held in Washington this week consisted of former Air Force personnel testifying to the existence of UFOs and their ability to neutralize American and Russian nuclear missiles. Um, it goes on here. Stars and Stripes quoted former Air Force Captain Robert Solace, who was at Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana in 1967, when 10 ICMs he was overseeing suddenly became inoperative. At the same time, base security informed him of a mysterious red glowing object in the sky. Robert Jameson, a retired United States Air Force nuclear missile targeting officer, told of several occasions having to go out and restart missiles that had been deactivated after UFOs were sighted nearby. Similar sightings at nuclear sites in the former Soviet Union and Britain were related. Um, CBS affiliate KSWT describes Britain's Roswell, a case of unidentified phenomena in December 1980, in a December 1980 incident near two Royal Air Force bases in Suffolk, England, several U.S. Air Force personnel reported seeing a strange metallic object hovering in Rendlesham Forest near RAF Woodbridge and found three depressions in the ground. Uh, again, this was 
this is from this was one of these uh, press conferences that happened in, uh, 11 years ago and then you have the more recent one uh, that the New York Post is talking about here where some of these same stories are related and, and including the uh, more recent one from uh, Dr. Jacobs. But, I mean, it all goes to show that these things, they have the ability to completely make our nuclear weapons systems inoperable and useless <clears throat> at any time. I mean, they just show up and there's nothing we can do about it. And again, I don't know if it's <clears throat> them, the, the, the aliens themselves saying, you know, I don't think I don't subscribe to this one. I don't think it's the aliens coming down and saying, "Okay, we're going to stop this. We're going to sh- we're going to teach you a lesson. We're going to show you what we're capable of doing." I don't think it has. I don't think they're thinking about that at all. I think what they're doing is they're testing their own systems to make sure they could shut it down. Because I'm going to get into something else here. You know, recently I talked about the possibility that maybe at some point, you know, maybe there's an attack uh, imminent, you know, from these beings at some point in the future. That's why. Uh, you know, the military is concerned because they just don't know exactly what they're up to. And that's very possible. I mean, you know, just because, you know, the, these things have, you know, really came into focus in 1947. Of course, there were UFOs that were seen throughout the decade, uh, centuries, actually. You know, there's been reports of things in the sky throughout the centuries. But it wasn't until 1947, only two years after we started using nuclear weapon, atomic bombs were, were going off, that they really showed up and it seemed like in force. And then everybody started seeing these things. And they've been here ever since, you know. A lot. There's been a lot of different events over the years where we people see these things. Military, a lot of military, more military personnel see these things, come in contact as, with these things, seemingly than anybody else. Okay, uh, they they more military people flying uh, planes for the Navy or the Air Force or whoever, uh, jet planes that, that have rockets on them. Uh, you know, they come in contact with these things a lot, all the time. It's seemingly. You know, more than anybody. And, and, of course, we don't hear a lot about it. Uh, we're starting to hear about it now a little bit more, of course, with this slow disclosure. But over the over the decades, uh, they it seems like military people come in contact with these things more than anybody else. Of course, there's, there's other aspects to this, the abduction phenomena, people getting abducted and, you know, uh, but... The, the big thing is, is that it seems military people are dealing with this a lot over the decades. And uh, so, what does it mean? Like, wh- why they're coming here? They're they're shutting us down. You know, wh- what's the purpose of it? Now, you think about this. A lot of astronauts will tell. You know, there's been reports from people. You know, from you know astronauts. You know, in space, who 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 say they see UFOs and it seems like they're watching them. Like, what if what's going on is this, is that they're watching us, they're keeping a close eye on us, and they're just watching us, our growth. But when we get to a certain point of te- technological ad- advancement, that that's when the party's going to be over. Because that that could mean that we, at that point, have become a threat. And they don't, maybe they feel at this point that right now, we're not a threat, so you know. I'm, I'm, when you're an advanced race of beings, uh, I'm sure by you know you, you're a million more years advanced than humans, or a hundred thousand years, or whatever, whatever it is. You, um, <clears throat> you look at this, and you, we just can't destroy all these people. That's not who we are. You know, we're, we're smarter than that, and that's that would be true. 
However, at the same time, when, if and when we do become a threat to them, then they might have a different uh, uh, thoughts about how to handle us. And that might be okay. Now we got to make a decision. It's not like it's not like the United States trying to determine, trying to figure out. Okay, uh, uh, I, we think Iraq has uh, nuclear uh, weapons of mass destruction. Uh, we're not sure, but yeah, we think they do. So we're gonna go, and then they're gonna go in and just kill a million mil, mil, million people will die or whatever the number is, and you know, you know, millions and billions of dollars are spent, and and. and you know, and, and, and nothing really good comes out of it at all. I mean, the, the, I don't think aliens would operate the way we do uh, with regard to these kind of things. So uh, so they're just biding their time. They're waiting for that moment when they believe that they're threatened, that, that we, we've grown to a point technologically that we've become a threat. Uh, we already, we're already threats to each other. Uh, so, you know, naturally, if we were to somehow ever reach the levels of technology that they possess or come close or start inching closer toward that, then they're going to be like, you know what? Yeah, maybe it's time to end this whole thing <clears throat> because look what they do. Look what they do to each other. I mean, it's just constant. It's a con. I mean, we're, we, we, we're at war all the time. It seems for no, for stupid reasons, greed, money. Uh, to uh, to appease weapons manufacturers, uh, keep them in business, make make the money. Um, that's that's all it is. I mean, basically, or stupidity. I mean, some of us some of us out there are just maniacs. I just read an article a couple of days ago where uh, I think it was uh, somewhere in Tennessee where some guy walks into a little Caesar's uh, pizza restaurant and. Uh, he wants uh, this pizza that's supposed to be made quickly, but apparently, I guess they were busy and uh, they didn't have one ready for him. And he got upset, went out to his car, uh, grabbed the AK-47 and walked in and started pointing this weapon at everybody and demanded he get his pizza right now. Um, uh, uh, one of the other customers there happened to just receive one of these pizzas and she gave him her pizza and the guy walked out on his merry way. Of course, he's facing all kinds of charges now, but that's that's what we're dealing with here i mean just i mean luckily nobody was hurt there but a lot of instances like that it wouldn't be surprising if you did hear somebody was hurt or killed i mean just just uh you know a lot within this past week you had some maniac driving through a christmas parade in wisconsin um it's just constant we're just we're, we're monsters a lot of us so if we become uh, more technology. If we start uh, getting closer to technological advancements that our extraterrestrial visitors possess, uh, they're gonna they're gonna look at us as like, okay, they're a threat. They're a threat to us. You know, maybe it's time to just uh, call it a day with this with the human race because they just don't they can't get their shit together. Obviously, and I don't think they ever will. We we haven't. We never. We don't seem to be able to get it together. Um, you know, anyway, just a thought, just a thought. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this very quick message. This episode is brought to you by visit Williamsburg in Williamsburg, Virginia. There's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? 
Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, moving on. Um, I guess, you know, one of the things a lot of people wonder, you hear a lot of people talking about it now. I heard Joe Rogan talking about it on his show uh, a few times in, in the past year or so. Like a lot of people believe that uh, the aliens themselves are not operating the ships that they're coming in, that it's probably some sort of robot or, you know, artificial intelligence of some kind. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know how we could, how anybody could say that. I, I don't know how we possibly could know. I mean, I, I, I think it's probably, I think what we're dealing with here is a combination of, of robot and actual living sentient beings from other places. Um, <clears throat> if you look back at, uh, the Pascagoula, Mississippi incident um, in 1973, there were beings that seemed were seemingly robots that uh, came floating out of a, a flying saucer and grabbed two guys, uh, Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson, and you know they're sitting on a dock on a river fishing the Pascagoula River in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden this flying saucer just comes floating out of nowhere, uh, and then. A door, uh, some sort of a panel opens up on the thing, and these three creatures come out. But they're not the the the, the two guys, uh, Parker and Hickson. You know, later said that they they seemed like they were robots. They had like pincers for for hands. Uh, they uh, and they were brought into this ship, and they were examined, uh, uh, and then just let go. You know, <clears throat> and then of course there's other people who've you know were communicating with what seemed to be like living beings, you know, like uh, telepathically. Uh, but like uh, Betty and Barney Hill, for instance, uh, Travis Walton, apparently Travis Walton saw different kinds of uh, two different types of beings. He saw the you, your traditional short, you know, uh, diminutive, diminutive uh, gray kind of style being with the big heads, big eyes, and they scared the hell out of him. And then uh, he saw what some people call Nordics, which are these tall, blonde-haired looking looking beings. I mean, you know, are they working together, or is, is one real and one not? I, I, you know, who knows? But I think some of them are real. And I think some of them are are not. Uh, actually, uh, Luis Elizondo was uh, asked about this in a recent GQ article, I which, which I talked about yesterday. Uh, I will leave the link here for it, which I think is a great article, by the way. Um, and he was asked, uh, you know, do you believe these ships may be manned? And his response was, they're intelligently c controlled for sure because they're responding and reacting to our actions. That is for certain. They're absolutely intelligently controlled by something. And then he, then he was asked, is your opinion that uh, they're more like drones or do you think they're, they've got things inside of them? I suspect they have things inside of them. Yeah, they, they have things inside of them. No question. Um, operating them. Uh, you know, the, the incident that I had uh, when I was a kid in the late 70s, when I was about, you know, eight, nine, somewhere around that age, uh, when I woke up in the middle of the night, I don't know what that thing was. I never actually saw it. All I saw was a shadow of the hand and I could hear the noise. It could have been, I guess, a robot, but it looked, I don't think it was. I mean, I think that was something living. It had like three fingers and I don't know, whatever it was doing, I don't know. But uh, it was very strange. Uh, but I don't know. It could have been. I guess it could have been a robot. I don't. I do not know. I don't have. No. None of us have the answers. I think some of them may be robots. Some of them may not be, uh, or, or some sort of android. Or I mean, uh, or uh, excuse me, uh, 
maybe it's a maybe some of them are like cybernetic organisms where half re, half blood flesh and blood and half robot i mean who knows what they've got what they've got going <clears throat> it could be anything but i do think that there's some of the living ones that are coming here um based on all the reports and i do think i do believe that some things are are, are robot robots they're you know it would have to be they would i mean we have robots if we have robots they have robots and i can assure you that their robots are oh, a lot better than whatever we got they have to be of course um they're they're way more advanced than we are to be able to come here i mean they got such an advantage on us um but anyway yeah i uh i i i don't know i don't know what the answer to that question is but uh you know I think so. Like the the full the, the the true overall answer. I just think it's a mixture. I think it's a mixture. I think you're, you're going to have full actual alien beings. You're going to have uh, robots. I believe those things in the Pascagoula incident must have been robots the way they were described. And then you know you might have some cyber cyber uh, you know cybernetic kind of organisms. You know who knows? Um, it's but it's something to think about and uh, something hopefully we'll find out at some point here in the future and in, in the not too distant future it would be nice and uh, maybe somebody within our government has has some uh, answers to that effect that uh, at some point could uh, you know, let us all know the truth well the year 2022 might be the year of disclosure um this might be the year 2020 year 22 might be the year like we're leading this this might be it this might be the big year this might be one of the biggest new year new news years ever because if 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 full disclosure is to happen in 2022 uh it's going to be uh it, it will be an amazing time uh, especially for people who have been studying this uh issue for all for for years and and to finally to, to live to see it i i really hope that's the case but it was interesting in this recent uh, article in GQ magazine with Luis Elizondo, he foresees a lot more transparency coming up in the in the in the next year. It's going to be very interesting to see how it all uh, pans out. And anyway, he was asked in this G, uh, recent GQ article, which I will leave the link for, um, is uh, what can you tell us about what's coming up in 2022 in terms of new evidence that may come to light or new developments? And his response, I think we'll see a lot more participation by the international community and a lot more transparency. We're going to begin sharing information a lot more, and I think people may be surprised just how much information is possessed on this topic by other countries. My only hope is that the UK will be able to do the same thing, much for the same reason that the United States didn't want to admit that UFOs were real. I suspect the United Kingdom doesn't as well. What I can tell you is during my time in ATIP, it was very apparent to me that there were certain elements within the royal family that were very interested in this topic. I will not elaborate any more than that, and I hope that those voices within the royal family can be heard because it is an important topic, perhaps one of the greatest topics that affects all of mankind, all of humanity. And I think if we're smart, this will be a topic that will help unify us and not divide us. I, that, that's a great statement. I, I totally agree with that. I think that the subject of extraterrestrial visitation is a unifying kind of thing. You know, it's it brings it brings people together. It could bring people together. It should bring people together. But I mean, if the, you know, from, this is a very promising comment from him. And this guy again, uh, I, I, you know, he's 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 the guy with the goods these days. He's he was an insider who's telling us things now that you know 
Maybe he's supposed to tell us. <laughs> Who knows what the perp, what's going on? I'm just glad something's happening. Disclosure is here, it seems. And 2022 could be a big year, and it could be the year that disclosure happens. This could be it. Uh, a lot of people might say, oh, we've heard that one before. But no, no, this is different. This really is different. I mean, when you consider how things have been progressing over the last few years uh, with the the admissions by the Pentagon regarding the uh, UFO videos, uh, and then you have this Luis Elizondo uh, uh you know, in the in the news, a lot of the, all the major news networks are covering them. Um, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice if this was the big story? This was the top story. You know, UFO beings from other planets coming to Earth instead of like you know being relegated to like the you know twenty minutes into your regular news broadcast. Wouldn't it be nice to see this be at the top of the story, the top of the news for a little while? Because you know. This is something that we could all, everyone could talk about. There's no division within it. I mean, everybody could have their different opinions about it or why they're here or you know, how many there are. But it would be nice, wouldn't it, disclosure. It would be such a big story, a big story. A lot of, pe- a lot of people would be scared. Granted, you know, if once it's, you know, a known fact for all to, to ponder, there will be a lot of people who are scared. There's no question. But maybe this easing, easing in, easing into it you know that's that that helps uh that will help uh you know ease the sting a little bit that will help uh make it not hurt as much so i i hope i think 2022 could be that uh, special year and it sounds promising right now you know it sounds very promising <laughs>